0: Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. A couple
1: hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm, a I'm your boss. Or else
0: you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an eviction to a
1: brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it where I was nearly tortured to death.
0: Becoming evil again.
1: You're a demon hunter. Brood. demon hunter. Brood.
0: And kill everyone.
1: It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound.
0: Thanks, Cornelia. I always appreciate I know. It's weird. They're cans.
1: Yeah, sorry. Not sorry. What are you going to do? It happens.
0: It's beer. Get over it. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today's... Oh, no. I got it wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's Ale with Angel. <laughs> Ale with Angel. Ha, we had you. <laughs> yeah, we did that on purpose,
1: guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Ayo with
0: Angel, today- I didn't even
1: think twice!
0: (laughs) It's like, yeah, duh, this is here with Buffy. Welcome to Ayo with Angel, I'm Rex. I am Josh. (laughs) And today we're reviewing Angel Season 1, Episode 2, Lonely Heart. Yes. (laughs) And, uh- I felt so proud of myself, I'm like, right into it! I'm doing good! (laughs) No, I give the wrong title! Yeah, I was like, man, he nailed it, he's doing- Awesome. This is going to be awesome, bro. Dear listeners, of the two of us, one of us is significantly more professional at podcasting than the other, and it ain't me. And we're both fucked,
1: so um, <laughs> so it's a day late and a dollar short, but I am, in fact,
0: drinking Moose Drool this yes. time, brewed in Missoula, Montana. Uh, we wanted to have it last episode because the character was from Missoula, but we could not find it. Meh. So when I was a boat captain in Montana, that's
1: when I discovered moose Moostruel and Big Sky IPA. I hated IPAs. Were you depressed there? Ironically, no. No, I should have been. (laughs) They treated me like shit. A bunch of redneck assholes over there. I'm sorry if you live there and you're not a redneck asshole, but the chances are pretty slim. Um, But I had a great time in spite of it, frankly. I was working this ridiculous but awesome adventure job that I'd found online on uh, backdoorjobs.com, which everybody thinks is a porn site, but it's not. (laughs) I was making minimum wage, but I was in Glacier Park, Montana, literally driving a boat. I was actually a boat captain for like a month, and I've got a million great stories, and none of them have made the cut on beer with Buffy yeah. yet. Except this one. So you've got the setup now. And I'm not gonna apologize if any of my when I was a boat captain in Montana I can't say jokes. They're not jokes. No. When I say it anecdotes. It, anecdotes, yes. Yeah, stories. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another amusing anecdote. I wash my back with rag on a stick. Watch anyway, my stories. Moving on. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Um, So we got two more new iTunes reviews that we are going to read to you today. Oh,
0: my. Oh, my. Because that is how much
1: we care about you. Uh, We want to show you how much you care about us on iTunes. Did I tie that in okay? It's
0: okay. I think it was okay. It was okay. All right. (laughs) Definitely just okay. Little Came off a little narcissistic, but you're fine. Uh, only a
1: little? <laughs> just fine. No worries at all. So, Princess Mirror Choco Cat. By the way, I have a request, everybody. Can you use some capital letters or spaces or punctuation of some sort in your goddamn usernames? Because it's all just one long word. Princess Mirror Choco Cat. Like... As a human being with a brain, I recognize that those are probably separate words, but I don't understand oh. what any of them mean. Like, I heard of Choco Cat. I dated a girl. I, I have
0: no idea what Choco Cat is.
1: It's basically it's Hello Kitty's not as popular cousin. Oh, it's one of those Japanese cartoon character That's things depressing. that they literally just merchandised. They skipped the step of making the character <laughs> popular with some sort of TV show or music, any sort of entertainment medium besides merchandising. Here's a
0: character that you like to buy things because we made things out of it. To be fair, that model probably has worked many, many times. Yeah, well, clearly,
1: especially with Hello Kitty and Choco Cat.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: Princess Mir Chococat says, You brighten my day. I just started listening three weeks ago. I watch an episode of Buffy, then listen to show. Then another, etc. This really helps me notice nuances of the show I might have missed. Also, you guys are raucously funny. My cats Flixy and McCree. <laughs> Flicksy <Flixie> and McCree. <laughs> I really love the show and want to hear from Edgar. Please, anyone who reads this, support them on Patreon. This is very important, everybody. You listen yes. to Princess Mirachoka Cat. I am sorry what I said about your name. It's perfect. <laughs> Don't change a thing. Please, anyone who reads this, support them on Patreon. And no, I am not a paid actor hired to promote the show. I truly love it. And you know that's true, because even if they were, we would never hire a paid actor to write copy for us right that's not we don't you don't pay actors to copyright you pay copywriters to do copy
0: writing also
1: more importantly
0: we couldn't afford to pay an actor
1: (laughs) yeah well we threw all of that at our composer yeah so and hosting and beer and our next itunes review is from redfish bluefish who thankfully does use spaces (laughs) it's wonderful thank you very much The title is Love. Simple yet effective. I'm only halfway through season two, and I have enjoyed this podcast thus far. I love the duo of Rex and Josh. It's nice the co-stars are comfortable. Yes, one party goes off on tangents at times, but it's a podcast, not a news station. We're here for fun. I love the small details pointed out that I otherwise would have never noticed. I only have one small criticism, and if this happens later, please forgive me. Can we get a female perspective guest star sometime? I'm glad Josh and Rex recognized the nice guy Xander trope they dubbed it, but it would be nice to hear some criticism slash perspectives from a female point of view. Keep up the good work, you guys. Signed, Callie. Not Redfish Bluefish. I feel lied to. (laughs) I thought Redfish Bluefish was your given Christian name. That'd be a weird name. I know, right? But Um, yeah, guess what, Redfish Bluefish? Callie, yeah. Whichever's your real name.
0: <laughs> we have had a, a guest on the show one time. Yeah. Ollie from the Heart. She's very female. Yeah. She's a lot of fun. And she definitely had a point of view. I, I wouldn't mind having her on the show again. I wouldn't either. Yeah, we're
1: not sure if she's available or not. Um, we can definitely check on that. And uh, I'm sure there's any number of other people that would love to be on a Buffy podcast. Yeah. Cool. It's not... It's not out of, out of the realm of possibility, so to speak. Point is, way ahead of you. Been there, done that. We'll probably do again. Four out of five stars. Okay, five out of five stars. <laughs> Man, those four-star reviews really get you. We've been four point nine ever since, but it keeps us We've humble. We've
0: only had one four-star review. Yeah, I know. But hey, I'm 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 perfectly fine with 5.9. five point nine. Five point nine is respectable. I mean, four point
1: nine. Or I'd be happy with five point nine. Just saying. <laughs> um do 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 shit shit what i was going to read the patreon list and i didn't bring it up first all right (sighs) quick how do i actually log in i am a human oh fucking hell please click each image containing a bicycle
0: bicycle bicycle Bicycle. i I want want to ride ride my bicycle bicycle.
1: incorrect oh okay now i got it (laughs) apparently i don't know what a bicycle is (laughs) four wheels engine Sometimes really long? No. Ah, shit.
0: Hey, Josh. Yes? What's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle? What? Attire.
1: Ah. Ah. Oh, this is not okay. All right, we made it 1.1 episodes into L with Angel, and we're canceled!
0: (laughs) Fucking canceled. (laughs) That's my favorite (laughs) pun joke. My favorite dad joke, though, is, hey, Josh, why were the Mongols all so happy? Why, Rex? Because they were nomads. You know, I think we've already done that one on the podcast. (laughs) Probably. It's one of my favorite dad
1: jokes. So tune in next week, (laughs) and we're going to start reviewing Pinky and the Brain
0: instead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm fine with that.
1: (laughs) What are we going to do next week, Brian? Brian?
0: Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Review another episode of Pinky in the Brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm finally logged into Patreon.com now, and I'm just going to give a quick, big old shout-out to all of our current Patreon subscribers. We've got Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, K Gnome, Father DeFenistrato, Alexandria Ware von Brunt, Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathak, Carol Jude, Ale from The Heart, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you all so much. You make Beer with Buffy possible. Literally. Yay! (laughs) And the peasants rejoiced.
0: Yay. Yay.
1: That's your line, Edgar. (laughs) Fuck. So, yeah, we got no cats to name this episode. We got no voicemails from the River Crystal Sams. I hope you're okay, River Crystal Sams. Apparently there's two of them now. Cause you decided to pluralize it? Yes, plural. I assume there are multiples of you. Because you can't keep that much awesome in one human being. Good save. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go with
0: that. No, don't go don't get up
1: there. Guess what time it is, Josh? What time is it, Rex? I think it's mom synopsis time. <laughs> Thank God, I thought you were gonna say tool time. No. Tool time, huh? That's my favorite television show. <laughs> I love Al. Oh Dad. <sighs> Joshua. Did you find a job yet? Did you even look? You lazy bastard! Yes, actually, I have three jobs. Why aren't you rich yet, then? You should be supporting me. Because I'm a millennial, and our generation has been gaslit and shafted from day one. <laughs> bah! I worked my way through college on minimum wage. What do you even do? Well, I uh, I majored in. Th- I'm a veterinarian, Dad. <laughs> YOU'RE A VEGETARIAN?! OH LORD JESUS, WHAT HAVE I DONE?! (laughs) NOTHING? AND THAT'S THE PROBLEM? (laughs) GOD FORBID WE HAD A CONNECTION INSTEAD OF JUDGING MY WORTH BASED ON MY PRODUCTIVITY. LOOK AT YOUR PRETTY BOY ANGEL OVER HERE! IS THAT WHERE YOU'RE GETTING THIS CONNECTION CRAP?! NO WONDER YOU DON'T MAKE ANY MONEY! EVEN YOUR HEROES ARE sissies. HE HASN'T EVEN MADE A DIME AND IT'S ALREADY THE SECOND EPISODE! Well, uh he's 250 years old, and maybe he's a little wiser than you. All right, wise guy. Tell me what's so great about not making any money, and what's all this slimy alien sex goblin shit? It's a parasite, and you're not my real dad. This episode <laughs> is about... Angel, Doyle, and Cordelia casing a bar to find an extremely vague threat of something bad. They discover a history of missing people and eviscerated bodies. Angel meets Kate, who seems to be a love interest and turns out to be an unlikely ally as an undercover police officer who follows Angel with poor timing, as he traces the seedy activity of yet another missing person to a parasitic worm demon that needs a new body every few days. Angel proves to Kate that he can be trusted when he tracks down the real killer and takes him-her-it down. Kate is satisfied with the non-paranormal explanation that it was the bartender all along. Angel gives her his card and fucks off. The end. Yes. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed looking creatures, as soon as the sun goes down, down, down,
0: Cold open? Not really a cold open per se. More like a lukewarm open, a mopey open.
1: My- <laughs> well, which is to say that we are watching Angel. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, we open
1: God damn it, everybody. <laughs> I'm so proud. There will be
0: plenty of that later. No
1: na, no na, no na, no 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 no. They should just work that into the opening theme.
0: I'm I don't think so, Josh. am a violin, play me <laughs> like a fiddle, Anyway, yeah. we open on Angel in Angel Investigations, sitting in the dark, doing Sit. his long stare into the darkness. Sitting in the dark, <laughs> staring into it, like a boss. Enter Doyle, who berates him about... Not being out among the people. Oh, you should go do the things with the people and the way and the ah, daily,
1: daily And he's like, "Don't tell me what to do. I'm an adult."
0: Are you going to do that every time Doyle's in scene? Working on it. <laughs> he's only in eleven episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm
1: I'm working on the Doyle accent. I, I'm trying to get away from the Lucky Charms leprechaun. You keep leaning into it a bit, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to click for me any minute now because he has, like, the exact same accent as Roy from the IT crowd. Yeah. Basically, you just... you got to use very hard U's. Like, you can never put a curve on a U and never pronounce a T-H as if it's a T-H. It's just yeah. a T. that's tank. That's deterred thing you've said to D. Exactly. Yeah. Well... Doyle I, berates I even him. fucked it up as I was saying that.
0: Go on. <laughs> Doyle berates him for sitting in the dark. That's very much not what he is there for. He's supposed to go out, be among the people, make friends. Yeah, quit brooding like the slackiest vampire
1: of all the slackety vampires. Doyle's like, a couple of lookers like us should be out there enjoying the nightlife, not sitting in here in the dark like some kind of. Vampire? He's, you were going to say it, weren't you? Huh? Like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Only we
0: can use that word, man. What do you, what do you mean, us people?
1: I <laughs> could be taken wrong.
0: <laughs> right?
1: Uh, well, yeah. I. Uh, well, I was going to say slacker, but uh, yeah to you, Mr. Obvious. Basically, Doyle comes in and he sees Angel being broody and he's like, no. No. <laughs> Bad
0: Angel. Go do stuff. And Angel's like, you're not my real dad. And then it transitions to Doyle trying to get Angel to put a good word in for him with Cordy.
1: Oh, you gotta get me a date.
0: <laughs> but don't tell Cordy about the half demon thing. With the pretty lady. Yeah, them. that's a great way to start a relationship. Yeah. By nice. lying. No, that that's the perfect way to start a relationship. What are you talking about? It's the American way. Kind of is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enter Cordy, who has brand new business cards. Hold on, I had a quote of the
1: day. Uh, when Doyle's trying to convince Angel, he's like, you know, just tell her what a great guy I am. Angel says, I barely know you. And he says, perfect. That should make it easier for you then.
0: <laughs>
1: like, yep. That sounds like uh, toxic masculinity culture right there. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. It's still funny, but yeah. Stop it, fuckers. You know? Yeah, it's 20 years ago. What are you going to do? Old people, am I right? Yes. Yeah. See, I'm got it on recording and can't take it, but what? no takes these back. What were you saying? I wasn't listening. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cordy comes in and she's got new business cards
0: for Angel. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, hey y'all. Welcome to Butterfly Investigations.
1: Look at that! In the sky. <laughs> is it a butterfly? Is it an owl? No. It's fucking Angel, you dipshits. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, I would never think of a pun regarding my own name.
0: Right? Yeah. So, okay, so they call it they call it a butterfly and they call it a what? An owl. An owl? Yeah, he's like, "Oh, it's a night owl." Oh, that's so
1: clever. Cordelia, good job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we only get, like, the briefest damn glimpse of this image. And not even enough to, like, make a judgment of whether or not it actually looks like an angel.
1: Yeah, it was, like, covered up with his thumb as he was looking at it. I mean, one way or another,
0: I'd say don't quit your day job, Cordelia, but this is your day job. Yeah. Shit! It's kind of her night job, though, because, I mean, she can't really do the job during the day because Angel's not awake. I think that means she specifically needs to do her work during the day because Angel can't.
1: Oh, well, that's fair. Hmm. What's that? I guess that makes her, her his minion or something. Or something. Isn't there a word for that? A servant to a vampire. Like Renfield. Um, ghoul? Maybe? I don't know. Servant. A vampire servant of some sort. If you know a better word for that, give us a call at 269-743-0783. Yeah, we haven't done that. But Cordelia playfully slaps Doyle as he thinks that it's a an owl... And he starts to go into convulsions, and she's like,
0: oh, jeez, I barely hit you. And she did barely hit him, but he's in a lot of pain, and apparently he is having a vision. Yeah, just crazy timing. And he has a vision of this
1: nightclub where he sure is getting a lot of help from those powers that be. Yeah. With all the information. So much information. I don't even know how he found the
0: nightclub that was in question here. Right. He had a couple of flashes of a bar, and he's like, it's a bar. It's, like, still stuck in the 80s. But, like, come on, it's L.A.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this overwhelming feeling that something's going to happen. Alrighty, then. So we cut to this nightclub. Um, there's not even any internet. Right. they managed to find it. So that's impressive in its own right. But I guess, you know, that back in the days when people actually kept mental logs of their surroundings instead yeah. of Google
0: Maps, take me here now. Like, just today, like, right before we're getting ready to record, we're like, hey, we need some food. And I, I fucking had to look at a map to see what was around for us to purchase. Within
1: a five-mile radius. <laughs> right? How pathetic is that? Look at this fucker, everybody, right here. Oh, you
0: can't. It's more laziness than anything. <laughs> like, if I had really sat and thought about it, I would have been fine, but... Yeah, I was also trying to think of somewhere else besides Jimmy John's, but we ended up getting Jimmy John's anyway.
1: Meh. I mean, you're right next to one of the three main arteries of the city. Just drive for five minutes, you'll run into something. Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, so they
1: end up at the oblique. Oblique. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I don't, yeah, it's not the it's it's oblique though, right? Yeah, it's Doblique. Doblique. Come on, say it with me. Do-bleak. bleak. There we go. It's not, it's not beer with Buffy. It's never going to be beer it with Buffy. It doesn't have
0: the same the same oomph as the bronze.
1: We tried, everybody. This has been Ale with Angel. Come back next week for <laughs> Vodka with Brain and Pinky. Vodka no, with No. Pin- vodka with Pinky like and the vodka. Brain. White Russians with White Mice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, kind of. I like White Russians. I don't think I could drink more than one an episode. I, for fuck's sake. I could do two. We'd be fucking smashed, though. So we get a little interaction here between a blonde woman and a guy who comes up to hit on her. We got a damsel in distress and a D-bag. I'm noticing a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how last episode started. Yeah. yeah. I, I dubbed him uh, Douche Canoe number 2. Only number two? Aren't we up to like 87 by now or something? At least. Maybe. I mean... I don't know. I don't actually keep track, but I like the the way Douche Canoe number two rolls off the tongue. Beer Bad alone jumped our numbers by at least a dozen. Well, I restarted the count with, with Angel. Oh, did it roll over at 99? Yes. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes, it rolled over at 99.
1: True to form of the time era that we're dealing with here people rex has one of those <laughs> red thing one of those red paper pulley things that you see at the dmv <laughs> where you take a number and you sit down but we can't do that anymore because there's a global pandemic
0: that i don't yeah. think is ever going to be over yeah that's depressing let's 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 talk about a bunch of people trying to get laid in a bar hey
1: that's <laughs> way more fun it really is. Except that it, you know, okay, never mind. Bunch of people trying to get late in a bar. Woo!
0: But yeah, we learn that this is Sharon and Kevin, and Kevin opens up with the classic line God, I really hate places like this, don't you? Like, Jesus, does
1: that line really work? Like, I've never even heard it before, but it just feels so sad.
0: Right? And like, it's very ham handed, and it's like, nobody likes places. The people who go to those places all the time don't like places like that.
1: Why would they go there, then? That's what bothered me about it. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, I mean, I kind of like it. You know, It gets me out of my house. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to talk to such a negative Nancy. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> you bringing me down, man. Harsh my buzz. I'm paying $8 a drink here, fucker. And I'm not paying $8 no, 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 a drink. Come on.
0: This is L.A. You're paying way more than $8 a drink. I'm paying $28 a drink here, fucker. It's probably more accurate. And I'm not paying that for you
1: to come over here and ruin that buzz.
0: (laughs) Good God. God, could you imagine how much it would cost to get drunk at a bar in L.A.? Mm, L.A. money, I'm guessing. It would have
1: to. Yeah. (laughs) So then we get the opening sequence, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Which I still don't know how I feel about the angel opening sequence. It's not... You love it. Like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's very good. But, like, I'm just so accustomed to the upbeat, like, yeah, it's Buffy time. I
1: mean, it's a little bit of both, though. It's I think they cut, they captured that broody but still rock and roll-y I at guess. the same time. With the, the violin alone, it works, man. I think it really captures the mood. It's... I said it captures the mood. Change is hard for me, okay? Light that candle, goddammit. I don't wanna. That candle. Over there. I don't wanna. You will make it moody. God damn it, (laughs) Rex.
0: Don't you know how moody I am? (laughs) I think you know. Anyway, back to Kevin and Sharon. (laughs) They've moved to a table now from the bar, and they're chatting about meeting the one. Yeah, all this fucking nice
1: conversation about bullshit, hopeless, romantic nonsense. It, what is going on in this bar? It's filled with depressed, lonely, attractive women. Well, oh, I mean, it's a singles bar. Who don't? Oh, I didn't realize. When did that get established? The bartender says it at some point. Oh. Well, still. Still okay, so it's a singles bar. That, that doesn't really change what I have to say. So yeah, it's still ahead. it's filled with depressed, lonely, attractive women who don't look like they even want to be there, and then want to fall hook, line, and sinker for some cheap lounge lizard lines. Where is this bar, and can I go there, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that it's right next door to Hogwarts, down the street from Neverland, and probably in the same neighborhood as fucking Narnia, <laughs> because this doesn't exist. All right,
0: just have you ever effectively picked someone up at the bar? No. Wait. No. Yeah. Nor <laughs> have I. There like, was. I haven't like put like like deep effort into it. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. But like. I, I don't know anybody who picks people up at the bar. Maybe it's just a Midwestern thing, but... Maybe. maybe. It feels really pathetic
1: every time I'm actually like trying to meet people at a bar because everybody's there with their own crowd. If you're right? there alone, you are in the minority and you are immediately a creep. It doesn't matter who you are. Immediately. You're just
0: a creep. And don't tell us that, oh... Our bars are like this just because we live in a small town. We live in a fucking college town, and there are just tons of bars. That's all there is is bars. We are a larger, mid-sized town. So, yeah. I mean, we do have a, a fairly large college here. We're like a mini Portland. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was exactly like exactly like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So just imagine you're in Portland yes <laughs> and cut it down by a, to about a third of its size and you're in Kalamazoo So
0: the angel trio or the the broody gang I, you know I I wrote down the same thing I wrote enter the team question mark the
1: opportunistically <laughs> downtrodden lost souls seeking redemption that are angel Doyle and Cordelia That's way too much of a mouthful The Scooby gang 2.0 starter kit ah. I How? think that's my favorite. Anyway, we'll work on it. So they split up to look for trouble. Broody and the Angelettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still, I still prefer the the two starter kit. Something
0: derived from the Scooby Gang two yeah, starter kit. We need something. We'll 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 come up with it. We'll take suggestions too. What'd you say, angel, Broody and Broody the Broody and the Angelettes
1: oh man that does have kind of a ring to it yeah alright we'll really come back does. to that yeah we'll run a poll on Twitter yeah it'll be great like you guys <laughs> it's gonna be great
0: I don't want to share my feelings I don't want to open up I want to find the guy that killed Tina and I want to look him in the eye then what okay so the team enters angel takes the bar cordelia takes to solicitating her <laughs> newfound business and doyle did you say that ironically or are you just bad at grammar no i'm probably just I'm gonna go with bad at grammar i probably just said it wrong what All did right. i say you
1: said solicitating god damn it
0: <laughs>
1: oh, i have to fix it irregardless rex no
0: no no <laughs> it's in the dictionary <laughs> i know fuck you <laughs> Cordelia takes to soliciting the crowd for business and handing out cards to literally fucking everyone. Is mm, she getting her business done? Yeah. <laughs> and Doyle tries to talk her down and be like, hey, gotta be more subtle, man. <laughs> One of my quotes of the day. You know, the service our
1: friend Angel provides might put some people in mind of the V word. Vampire? No, Vigilante. You know, there are laws against this. You need to chat people up a little more, a little casual-like. Like, Like, hi, what's your name? How's life treating you? What's that you say? Minions from hell getting you down?
0: (laughs) I like Doyle. I like the idea that they feel they can walk into this bar and be like, hey, what's going on with you? And some rando is going to be like, yeah, I saw some demons today. Random guy who's not going to get me committed. (laughs) Right?
1: So Cordelia claims to be an expert on the human animal and can read people and actually came up with some fairly observant things to say yeah. and then she turns around to sarah plain and Tall, as she calls her we don't ever no we did get a real name her real yep. name's sharon yep sharon and kevin yeah ironically the third person she sees just happens to be our established damsel in distress or so we think or so we think and back to angel
0: where a man walks away from him. I wrote it down. It's not quite a quote of the day, but it's it's close. Cordy looks to Doyle and says, oh, how's Angel? Go over to Angel as a guy's like walking away from him. And he goes, seriously, I wasn't hitting on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it was a genius transition. I also wanted to note when Angel went up to the bar originally, the woman that he stepped up next to was fucking gorgeous. And she like sneered at Angel. And... <laughs> uh he's like yeah whatever and he's talking to the bartender he's like "Have you seen anything like dangerous around and he's like oh the hot ones don't really get here until 11
0: yeah. and i'm like fucking excuse me did you see that woman that just walked away also i don't buy any woman sneering at david Boreanis. Exactly. thank you very much yes
1: point number two thank you <laughs> exactly because he is a very pretty man. <laughs> yes. So that made no sense from
0: either angle here. So he meets Kate at the bar. Yeah, I like Kate. This is a gloriously, entertainingly awkward conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause he, he looks a little down after the dude that he was hitting on walks away. Yeah. And understandably so. Like, nobody says no to the Boreanists. <laughs> The bory anus. No. You're going to bore your way through that. I'm going to no. stop there. So yeah. Kate. Moving on. Asked if he's okay. <laughs> with, which is a change of pace for Angel, obviously. Yeah. He's like, wait, you don't, you don't ask me if I'm okay. I ask you if you're okay. But he didn't. And I'm like, welcome to the magical fantasy land where women are starved for male attention and clearly don't fear for their physical safety and distrust nearly all men ever. It's called the verse, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not bitter. Or maybe women just don't want to talk to me because I'm not as pretty as Angel. I mean, who is? Or maybe this is written from a geeky man's perspective who wishes he was as pretty as Angel. Yes.
0: Whedon. Excuse me. Oh, fuck. Rex Hansen. Goddamn. I wish I was as pretty as Angel. Rex (coughs) Hansen. Sorry, it's... I was just about to make a really bad joke. I'm not going to go there, though. I wish I was as pretty as Angela. I'm not. Oh, I know. Honestly, I'm just... I'm not tall enough to be that pretty.
1: No. No. Don't be so hard on yourself. No. No, you're a very pretty man. I'm only saying that to make you feel better. Did it work? Meh. Ah. Hey, I got game. What do I need to be pretty for? Maybe next year. (laughs) I'll try again in a year. (laughs) Get my yearly
0: compliment (laughs) on the way. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I had a line here because Kate asks what he's looking for. He goes, "I didn't write exactly what she said before it," but he replies with, "No, no, I'm just looking for someone to rescue. Uh, Are you maybe in need of some rescuing?" (laughs) And the man has been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years. Around about 250. He has to be trying to be that awkward. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> there's no... He has all the memories of being in Jealous. All of them. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't know how to be smooth.
1: Well, I mean, watching it and reverse engineering it is two entirely different things. Like, you know, I watch... Keanu Reeves and every other movie star be smooth and badass, but it doesn't mean I can pull it off when I go try to do that. I mean, I imagine his memories of Angelus, yeah, he should have learned a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's like he was watching it while sitting on the sidelines. I suppose. Trapped in his own body kind of a thing. I suppose. That's how I think about it anyway.
0: But yeah, Kate says she doesn't need rescuing and isn't so much into the knight in shining armor types. And is surprised to have met a knight in shining armor type in this place.
1: Yeah, this trash
0: joint that actually looks pretty nice. But then we get probably one of my favorite quotes of the day. Another one? Yes. Jesus. Uh, Kate asks him, what do you do? <laughs> and he says, well, basically, I am i help. I'm a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> I help people. Fuck that. I'm a veterinarian. Like, just
1: go with private investigator, man. Yeah, right. He'll get there. It's only episode two. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> He's still working things out. He just rolled into town like a week ago, two, two or three weeks ago. Oh, he's had to have been there way longer than that. I guess he had a summer to settle in, didn't yeah. he? Between seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that works.
0: So now we cut back
1: to Cordy and Doyle. Cordy and Doyle. Cordy can't figure Doyle out. She can read everybody else, though. Yeah. But especially, she can't figure out his visions. Like, what's all that about? And then some sleaze turd fucking comes up, and he's like, hey, is this your card? Are you a whore? Basically, Yeah. Doyle tries to defuse the
0: situation. All right, the lady's with me. Just fuck off, fuckos. And Cordy takes offense to him saying that she's with him. Yeah, she's clearly not into that. Sad day for
1: Doyle, who's really trying to get in there. But, you know, don't date your co-workers. But I guess you
0: gotta learn that the hard way, right? But also, this dude is just pushing it and he wants to get serviced.
1: <laughs> he specifically used that word. Yeah. So Ugh! Then, he made it gross. He made it really gross. Like yeah. he went ten miles beyond a nice guy Xander, and he's just sleaze bag. Yeah. Like not even lounge lizardy. He's just like bottom rung mucusy slime shit at the bottom of a pond. But even that feels too pure in yeah. comparison yeah. to how fucking much of a dick this guy was.
0: So then we cut back to Angel and Kate. Where they've moved away from the bar, that and must be like a thing, meet at the bar, move to a table.
1: Yeah, well, because the bar is like community space, because you'll sit next to a stranger at a bar, you wouldn't sit next to a stranger at a table.
0: Yet, every time we're in a bar, someone fucking tries to walk up to our table.
1: I know, right? <laughs> I was like, well, we wouldn't. That doesn't mean people wouldn't. Right. Just, uh, but we're magnets for that kind of shit. Yeah. Like people just come and plop down right at our table I'm Drunk I'm like assholes. Fucking excuse like, me? I'm just trying to
0: be friendly, man. You're being really disrespectful. <laughs> You're so disrespectful, call. No, but but seriously, uh this literally happens to Josh and I almost every single fucking time we go to a bar. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. The only reason it hasn't happened in a while is lockdown. Yeah. So yeah, Kate is talking about how she doesn't trust men. They bond over wanting to make a connection. Apparently, she's a self-flagellating hypocrite slut.
1: Yeah, she's a little, uh, no. a little hard on herself, like Angel said. I'm like, God, what is with all this depressing? Uh, like she said, self-flagellating nonsense. Like you're, everybody's such a buzzkill here. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, you're talking to the right guy about it, but just stop it. Have some self-esteem. Like, th- this would be such a shitty place to go and meet singles because you'd go there and everyone's just a downer. And no wonder everybody's so <laughs> depressed. Like, they must be putting something in the
1: booze, like extra booze or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they put booze in our booze. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse me. You didn't charge me enough for this. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> This is clearly a triple when I only ordered a one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So Doyle and Cordelia's situation breaks out into a bar fight. Yeah. I got a quote of the day here. From Doyle? Probably. I got the whole exchange, though. In the transcript, they called him blonde guy. I'm going to say sleazebag McDuscheldorf. Who says McDuscheldorf. Turns out she's a hooker and her pimp here is giving me a hard time. Cordy says, that's it. Doyle says, down cord. Cordy says, did you hear what he just said about me? Everyone just simmer down here, okay? Violence isn't going to solve a thing here. Headbutt. On the other hand, it's kind of festive. <laughs> I like the the word choice of festive. Yeah, I, was, I had to like, re-listen to that. I was like, what? Did you just describe violence as festive? that's fantastic yeah and brawl yeah and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and fight hey drink and drink and drink and drink and fight hey
0: yeah exactly yeah angel jumps in and saves the day kicks some major ass and it helps out the bartender who just kind of wanders in there nonchalantly and starts getting his ass whooped yep uh-huh and then immediately after the fight a woman walks up and just hardcore starts hitting on Angel. Marcy the redhead is like, oh my god, are you okay? That was like
1: totally a bar fight. We're totally bonding over this bar fight. Oh my god, isn't it great to have a connection?
0: Everybody's so obsessed with connections in this. Yeah. And then Kate sees it and she's like, "Ah," And she leaves yeah, and she's felt sad. so bad for her. And Angel should have just been like, fuck off Marcy, I have places to be. I get why he didn't because he's there for a
1: job. I know. Yeah, he's not there to you know, hook up and like meet somebody and fall in love with them, obviously that's dangerous. Yes. Eh, but I still felt bad for Kate, even though
0: she's a faker. She's a big fake fake faker. Uh, I don't think she's faking as much as she thinks she's faking. Big old liar. (laughs) She's a fake phony liar. Phony faker. Oh, then we cut to Shannon and Kevin.
1: Shannon and Kevin. Getting in the, the the sex. Getting the Getting the sex time <laughs> I'm just seeing where you go with it. Making the <laughs>
0: Making the squishy. <laughs> the squish. Yeah. I was gonna go with squeak. Bed squeaks. Squeak in the bed with the there squishy. Go. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's super awkward though, because she's like, uh, it's late. Maybe I should go. It's and she like Pretty awkward. It could be worse. Uh, Okay, yeah, it could be way worse. It's
1: really just uncomfortable because she's like, well, I should go. And he's like, no, baby, let me hold you. And she's like, "Uh, okay, I guess.
0: Which... Which is a big old ruse. Yeah, it's weird interaction, even knowing what's actually going on. She's a big old fake phony liar, faker, phony. Well, it's him that's the faker. No, it's her. Yeah, she's the victim. No. It changes bodies from one person to another. It's in him. It changes to her. Because he's dead after this.
1: Oh, my God. I Oh, shit. Yeah. See, that was the one thing that didn't make any sense to me. I was thinking, because, okay, so the next scene, is it the next scene? Well, we
0: go back to the bar. Yeah, I'll explain what I misunderstood later. Okay, yeah. Because we're, ju- we're jumping ahead of ourselves yeah, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit, so we go back to the bar. Basically, the three of them are just kind of sitting there. They they got no hits. They're kind of down because you know nobody seemed like they needed help, and they're talking about how just utterly depressing the whole fucking endeavor was. And I got a quote from Cordy here. Yeah, like high school. It's easy to date there. We all had so much in common. Being monster food every other week, for instance. Only every other week? Right? I thought it was every week, damn it. Every Tuesday, (laughs) damn it. Exactly. Look, Don's in trouble. Must be Tuesday. Precisely. God, you guys. Cordy's just very much herself here. And I missed it. I missed it so much. Yeah. They're all just bemoaning modern socialization
1: techniques. And it's not like the days used to be. Everybody's so disconnected now. And Cordy vapidly grinds in Angel's curse disability once more just in <laughs> case we forgot. It's like, oh, you can't have sex because it'll make you happy. And we can't do that. Thanks, Cordelia. I always appreciate your perspective. And she's like, no problem. Hey, the last thing I want is to show up at the office and find that I'm working for a homicidal monster. ha, ha, ha.
0: I find the little bits where they're like, hey, you audience who may not have seen Buffy will need to know this piece of information. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm
1: like, no, whatever. Like, it feels
0: so unnatural because it's like, no, characters who already know what's going on would not explain it that way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Cordelia's a fucking veteran at this point. Exactly. Not a veterinarian, a veteran. Exactly. That's
0: right. I don't see Angel putting on tights Oh, now I do, and it's really disturbing. Protecting young women such as yourself? Ah, oh, yeah, there's been, uh, four. And three of them are very much alive. So then we cut back to Kevin's place. With an obscenely dramatic transition. Yes. It's like, boom, boom,
1: bam! Sunlight, yeah! And Kevin's dead. Kevin's very dead. So we see Sharon getting up and we see a bloody mess of Kevin's body. so that my my brain never went back and put two and two together there because we don't exactly know what's up yet right. and it looks like oh she's the bad guy mm-hmm subversion so that's where i got confused
0: yep i never went back my notes specifically say oh look shannon killed kevin but that isn't exactly what happened especially since her name is sharon and not
1: shannon yeah i don't know why i wrote shannon r is dangerously close to an n if you just
0: make that curly i mean yeah a little too long my handwriting is atrocious yeah join the club was cool. I was
1: I was like well that's why there's no dudes and a bunch of lonely women at that bar she's killing all the dudes <laughs> I thought that was what was going on because I did not remember what was actually going on at all which is great I thought that that was what was going to happen last episode like I thought what was her name girl from Missoula oh I don't remember her name anyway girl from Missoula who dies like immediately I thought it was going to turn out that like she's actually the demon at one point
0: yeah, they, well, they 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 like doing that in the in the Buffy verse,
1: especially early on. Like in the very first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? It's the the, the girl and the guy that are
0: breaking into the high school. She's yep. the vampire, and it's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> but no, th- I liked this because it's like, oh, it's both men and women are are killing people. Yes, exactly. So we cut back to Angel's office, and I have. An issue. Wait, I thought they were in the library. No, they're Angel Investigations. Okay. Because he he says go downstairs to the library, meaning his library. Okay. But they're, like they're at Angel Investigations. Right, but the
1: last episode they established a library. I don't think that's the same location as his office and apartment. I think they're breaking into Maybe. a public library.
0: Who knows? Anyway, I have an issue. Cordy doesn't know how to fucking type in this scene. Yeah. And she can't spell the fucking name of the bar. A, we saw her take computer class. Right. B, we fucking had proof that she was a good student. She was a very good
1: student. She's smart. She's not dumb. This is bullshit. Definitely taking her back a couple steps. There's no good characterization as to why they would
0: have her do this.
1: Well, I'm not sure that they... Did it specifically to bring her back a notch so much as I think they're trying to maneuver Doyle into a specific type of being useful. And they're trying to maneuver Angel out of being the kind of guy who does his own leg and grunt work because they want him to, like what's just about to happen is he's like, OK, great. With well, great research, guys, you go into research mode. I'm going to fuck off right. and do field work. Yeah. Because they don't want to waste Angel on, he did his own research last episode, and I'm like, interesting, out of character, but interesting. And they were like, yeah, not interesting enough. Fuck that. Yeah. But I think they have a different plan for Cordelia, and it's not computers. That's all. I don't think I, they meant it to like, be an insult. And
0: that's, and that's that's fine, but she's not a fucking moron. And this paints her to be a fucking moron.
1: Yeah, they could have established that she wasn't great with typing without making her look stupid.
0: Like, it takes her the count of three to find the apostrophe on the keyboard.
1: Yeah. Like, like it's,
0: it's on the home row, guys. Yeah. Like, Anybody
1: who's typed for any length of time... Yeah. Like, I've
0: been able to type since sixth grade, guys. And there's no way a high school graduate who had a fucking computer class doesn't know how to type decently. But I feel like we're nitpicking at this point. So, I did have a fun quote of the day here,
1: though. Go right ahead. (laughs) Angel's like, how'd you pick up computer skills? Cordy says, downloading pictures of naked women? Well, that's more or less accurate. (laughs) 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 At least he owns it. Right? You That's know? important.
0: That's important.
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah, like I always say about myself, I like to embrace my awkwardness. And he embraces his perviness. Yeah. yeah. And he does it in a not creepy way, for the most part. For the most, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for the most part. There's a certain <laughs> amount of
1: perviness that is always going to be a little creepy. Yeah. Just depends on if you're into it or not.
0: Moving along. So, yeah, they discover that there's a few people missing that are associated with the bar, or rather one person missing and one person eviscerated. I love that word. It's it's a very good word. Eviscerated. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Mufasa. Mufasa. (laughs) Anyway, Angel tells Cordy and Doyle to research demons who eviscerate young single people. Oh, my. And Angel says, I'm a fuck off
1: and try and find something.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go hit the bar. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm working, fuckers. I just kind of would have loved it if they cut to the bar and Angel's just sitting there drunk. <laughs> see now
1: that's just an episode of robot chicken accurate <laughs> but entertaining <laughs> they think i'm working glug, glug. <laughs> water tastes good which by the way kate's drinks look like nothing more than ice water well she's a cop she's undercover right but it looks like ice
0: water okay maybe i know. guess
1: some people just get soda and vodka yeah I wouldn't put well, they probably put ice in it. They fucking put ice in everything. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Anyway, so back at the bar, uh Angel runs into Kate literally. Literally. Uh and he tries to dissuade Kate from entering in the bar and I like her response in a roundabout manner, fuck off.
1: <laughs> so they're they're real happy to see well, he's real happy to see her And she's, like, warming up to him being like, hey, I'm sorry about last night. That was rude. And I'm like,
0: hey, who says there's no such thing as second chances? Oh, you fucked it up, Angel. He fucks it up. Because he tries to convince her not to go in, that it might be dangerous. And she says, I can go anywhere I want, and you can go to hell. I'm an adult. And
1: then she threw it on the ground.
0: (laughs) She threw Angel on the ground. Angel replies with, Been there, done that. Yeah, joke's
1: on you, Kate, because he's already (laughs) been there and it was boring. So now he's back and broody as ever. (laughs) So she's walking away and she's like, well, you can go to hell because I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. I totally expected her to, like, turn around and that would have just been the perfect moment for, like, a pterodactyl to swoop in and fly away (laughs) with her. (laughs) 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 Told (laughs) you.
0: Go to hell! I tried to warn her, it's dangerous! (laughs) Womp (laughs) womp! Note, we may have watched too many Saturday morning cartoons. (laughs) Also Futurama. So in the bar... In the bar, you say? So in the bar, Kate and Angel sit down. Opposite ends of the bar, mind you. But they're still paying a lot of attention to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Sharon is there sitting next to Kate. Sitting next to Kate. Complaining hitting about men. Yeah, hitting on. I'm just going to call him Shaggy. Screechy Boys? Yeah. Screechy Boys. He's very Shaggy like, though. Was he? Yeah, I thought so.
1: Like, how shaggy like was he?
0: Spot that shaggy Was he
1: shaggier than me? <laughs> Scoob! <laughs> oh, God! Like, am I having an existential crisis here, you guys? i <laughs> think i need a sandwich and some pot
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know shaggy's such a fucking stoner oh yeah come on there's no question there so sharon is dressed way the fuck up more tonight than she was the previous night
1: yeah i was like now she seems <laughs> i was so confused it was like now <laughs> she
0: seems all confident what's that about
1: (laughs) christ (laughs) Uh, you really
0: missed the mark with this episode i was like
1: why did the parasite need to feed and not take a body just once and every other
0: time (laughs) that's so weird but yeah she's wearing more makeup she's looking more shall we say i will not you're no fun
1: i don't think so tim
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i don't think so al uh,
1: <laughs> anyway more power <laughs> <laughs> how does he uh, I don't even know how he does the grunt thing I
0: <sighs> uh, No, I still it's, it's not right no god damn it <clears throat> I, I could do it if I wasn't thinking about it I know right <laughs> no I I don't have it it's gone no. you know I'm okay with
1: that being something that I can't naturally impersonate. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought the grunting thing was the stupidest thing about Home improvements. Yes. It's like, why is this a thing? Everything else about the show I enjoyed for the
0: most part. Yeah. That was the worst, though. So, Kevin's friend shows up looking for him. He's right next to Angel talking about how Kevin didn't go to work the next day. And Angel's like, oh... Is this a clue? <laughs> as yeah, as luck would have it, cut back to the library where Cordy and Doyle are researching demons. They find one named Piasca. I just heard pasta. It sounded very pasta like to me. He's a
1: spicy meatball in some sort of Italian dish. Yeah, well, and one of them was wearing a sausage on his head. Yeah, so there it is. There you go. And Cordelia is very disgusted by demons. Doyle takes offense to this, but obviously he has to keep up the lie so that he can get into her pants yep. at some point, because that's how you
0: get women. That's what I heard. Somebody told me that once. Yep, You just lie. You keep lying. And then when you're caught lying, you lie you some more to lying. get out of your lies. Damn it. Just That's how that works. You trump your way through it. Just that's how you do it. <laughs> Come back to the bar and bartender knows all, my friend. The bartender sees all. Yeah, bartender is omniscient to what happens in the bar. He was, in fact, he was very Jesus-like. They should have cast Keanu Reeves, despite the fact that he did not have a beard. I was getting some serious uh, Pete vibes off him. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete, Pete's our bartender, guys. Like the best. Like tall, dark, handsome. Like every female friend i've ever brought to that bar just like melted over the man they goos over him definitely he's a goozer but yeah very serious pete vibes although this bartender is not nearly as pretty as our bartender (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling pete
1: you said that yeah that's fine all right so funny story um rex and i were talking to pete one time and we mentioned that Rex had gotten tested for COVID-19 at work. And I was like, yeah, he's clean, which pretty much means that I'm clean because, you know, I probably spend the most time around Rex. And then I sat and thought about it for a second. I'm like, I mean, it's not like we make out or anything.
0: And <laughs> Pete
1: quips without dropping a beat. He says, could have fooled me. <laughs> like, damn it, Pete.
0: <laughs> he's a, he is a quick-witted man. <laughs> He's a very good bartender and heavy on the poor. Oh, yeah, the of the booze. Yes. Duh, booze. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bartender knows all, and he knows that Sharon's the woman that Kevin was with last night. And, hey, Sharon's right over there at the, oh, wait, where'd she go? Oh, we lost her. Damn.
1: <laughs> and uh, they're like... Oh, man, Kevin's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And Angel's like, do you have a last name? Do you know where she lives? And I'm like, Jesus, they wouldn't tell you if they knew. And if they did, man, this is a bad bar. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they do. They tell them. Like, I couldn't walk into. I, I know a girl that works at a bookstore. And I went in there to say hi to her. And somebody else was working. And luckily, she came up and said hi to me first. But. Uh, I confirmed later that had I asked the girl at the counter if my friend Stephanie was working, uh, she'd have been like, nope, don't know who you're talking about. She left already. Right. Just because they get creepers in there all the time. Yeah. Who are coming in to hit on uh, them. And she's like, no, you could totally could ask me. Actually, no, I probably would have been like, no, she's not here. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. That's right. We know the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so Angel gets the last name out of this friend of Kevin's and he's he's like, okay. so I asked her out a couple of times. I'm like, really? A couple of times. Right. And I was confused again. I was like, and you lived to tell the tale. (laughs) Obviously, she was a demon, (laughs) but she wasn't because I had that fucking mixed up
0: that really fucked up half the episode for me. So Angel runs outside to the the phone booth. And he changes Um, into his costume. Dear listeners, who are much younger than us, there used to be these magical devices called phone booths. Angel (laughs) uses his super normal speed power to
1: get to the ultra high-tech payphone equipped with the classified
0: high-level publicly available database of people's names. Can I just say... At the rate that people in shows and movies tear pages out of phone books, how are there any pages in the phone books? There shouldn't be any pages left in any phone books, now. Because <laughs> every person ever in a movie or TV show that looks up a name in a phone book tears the page out. Right. Yeah. You just ruined that phone book. There's a whole two pages of names now. They're just gone. Just gone. Yeah. Those people probably cease to exist. Can't stop getting
1: free phone books, though. I mean, they don't do free phone books now. Occasionally. Still get one occasionally. They're really thin now, though. Right. I'm just like, what is this?
0: A (laughs) relic of the past? (laughs) Everyone has unlisted numbers and only cell phones. Look, mom, we got a coupon book. A coupon book? Coupon book. Excuse (laughs) me, I mispronounced it. Coupon book? Uh, and of course, Kate is watching Angel this whole time, too. Yeah. Like, he bolts out the door and she can see him run out the door? Yeah, and my impression was she was
1: like, oh, he's not creepy at all. He looks like he's doing something important.
0: I don't think that's what she was thinking at all in retrospect. No, in retrospect, I think she was thinking, wow, he's mighty dark and handsome and suspicious. Wow, he sure is stalking <laughs> that girl
1: hard and running directly to her house. Yeah, wow. Judging by your uncomfortableness, I would say you're either about to ask me out on a date or you need a favor. see the thing about detectives is they have resumes
0: and business licenses and last names. Pop stars and popes, those are the one-name guys. So, cut to... Sharon's house, in bed, where Screech apologizes, uh, presumably, for premature ejaculation. Yeah, uh, which is actually not an uncommon thing for guys who are with women they feel are out of their league. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then, then they cuddle. She's like, hey, roll over, and I think he likes being dommed because he's like, okay... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, actually, no, that was just really uncomfortable. Yeah. Was like, he right. was
0: uh. he was very obviously intimid- intimidated by this woman who he felt was way above his station, so to speak. Sure. Well, I mean, the whole fucking conversation they had, he is just like, I don't get women at all. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Why are you into me? I know, baby. I know. Shut up and don't worry your pretty little head about it. The problem is, is I can't say that I'd do any better in his position. I would have been hook, line, and sinker. But
1: she's like roll over, and he's like, okay. Oh, actually, and she just cuddles him, and he's like, oh, this is actually really nice. Oh God, yeah. Why are you stabbing me in the back with a giant worm monster? Oh, this is terrible. She aliens him. Yeah, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Exactly, baby, my heart's on fire. Actually, it's being eaten by a demon worm parasite thingy.
0: <laughs> Did you notice that the parasite worm thing come out of the middle of the chest around the heart? Yeah, lonely heart. Ah. Got it. Ah, hey, ah, hey, yeah, hey, hey, oh, the demon's actually a lonely heart. Hey, uh. <laughs> 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 I quit.
1: So next week on White Russians with White Mice, Rex doesn't make any jokes at all.
0: But it's not even my pun.
1: About dad It's Joss Whedon's pun. Rex doesn't point out any of Joss Whedon's puns because Joss Whedon will have nothing to do with the show. Okay.
0: If you think for a second there are tons of puns in Pinky and the Brain, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Oh, there's probably a million of them per
1: episode, actually. Oh, shit. Yes. All right, never mind. The next week on Ill with Angel, (laughs) Rex continues to only point out one pun per episode. (laughs) Not a chance (laughs) in hell.
0: Angel runs down the street and kicks in the door. Right in the door. Busts in to find Sharon is dead and... Spooning him gently with her
1: heart, monster. (laughs) (laughs) This is so nice. I just might sleep with... Oh, God!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. No, definitely not sleeping with her twice.
1: So Angel arrives <laughs> only moments too late to a calm scene. Do we ever get this dude's name? Nope. In fact, even in my transcript, they called him Screech. So we never got his name.
0: Angel busts in to find the thing is inhabiting the guy and Sharon is dead. And the worm heart thing... Heart, he's a heartworm. He's got heartworms. That's the He's bro- a Heartworm. Yeah, <laughs> they've got meds for that, man. They do. Uh immediately turns to Angel's like, You're not human. Angel replies with newsflash, pal, you're a bit off the evolutionary chain yourself. Ha <laughs> Zingo or something.
1: Yeah, close enough. He gives <laughs> his little villain story of looking for his forever home or some shit. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We, uh <laughs> I enjoyed angel's one liner here screech says in regards to the body, it's great, but it won't last. I already know it's not the one I can live in. well, then it'll have to be the one you die in ah, ha, ha, ha. I really wanted to end that with it. It'll be the one you die in, Mr Powers, but he's not the no he's not, not. the villain, so no. it doesn't make as much and
0: sense. and then they fight
1: they fight. There was a fire fight <laughs> without fire.
0: Yet that's called foreshadowing. Yes. Uh this is a really good fight, actually. Yeah. They actually have a really like high-end stunt here. There's a bit where Screech dude grabs a hold of Angel and throws him across the room, and they actually do a wider shot for it. So you see Angel leave the dude's hands fly across the room and hit the wall upside down and like you see the whole motion and it's a it's a pretty big fucking stunt there's no real cutaway or anything he hits the wall he crumples to the floor it's the thing they spent their fucking money on this episode hmm i bet they probably cast the guy because he was into stage combat like that or stunt work well no it was it was uh angel who flew oh yeah so it was David Boreanaz's stunt double that did the, the throw across the room. Do Probably we way if, or work. Do
1: we know for a fact if he has a stunt
0: double? Yeah, he does. He doesn't do his own stunts that I know of. Oh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good fight, and all of a sudden the guy's gone, and, and then Kate shows up.
1: Yeah, and she catches Angel red-handed with a body, and she's like, "I'm the police." Whoop, whoop. Yeah, she is a cop. So then we got two tropes in one that we both expected to happen last episode. Right. Because you thought that that was going to happen when Angel was hovering over... What's her name from last yeah, episode? I, uh, I don't know why I can't remember her name. I can't either. Jane Doe. Sure.
0: She's dead now, so why
1: not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not like a recurring character or anything. I don't know what the problem is. And I totally expected... The other thing where you get the subversion of it's actually the woman that's the, the bad guy. And I guess that didn't really happen in this, but it felt like it for a minute.
0: Yeah. And so Kate's been tracking Angel since last night and we get a nice little exchange here. It's one of my quotes of the day. Kate says, you're an investigator. Angel replies, more or less. Where's your license? Uh, that's the less part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your fucking
1: license, man. He tries to explain. She doesn't believe him. She's all like, you're just one of those guys who's like, oh, I can't connect with anybody because I'm an impotent serial killer. And he's all like, yeah, well, you're just one of those. I can't trust anybody kind of people. And she goes to arrest him and puts the cuffs on him. And he's very cooperative as she shoves him against the wall. Yeah. Like one does when your police officer is that attractive. Yeah. and i'd like her to shove me against the wall hey there it is (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i'm sorry and she's like is that a confession he's like no i'm sorry for this and he backwards roundhouse kicks her in the face and she's like ah and And then he runs and jumps out the window out the
0: window he defenestrates himself i don't think that works that way You can't throw, like, he didn't throw himself out the window, he jumped out the window. Well, now you're just splitting hairs. I can split hairs all I want. Semantics! I will semantic the fuck out of this! Yeah, too late, asshole. Anyway, (laughs) Kate fires at him when he jumps out the window, and let me say that there's no way she doesn't fucking shoot him. I mean, even if she did. Like, it wouldn't do anything, but, like, he's got bullet holes in him, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. But he, he lands with a shocking amount of grace, because <laughs> uh, he swan-dives out the fucking window and manages to land on a car in just the right way that he rolls off the hood.
1: I'm a swan! Exactly. That's
0: exactly what swan. That's what exactly he, what that's what he like. said. I turned on the subtitles. I was like, what did he say? And I was like,
1: I'm a swan!
0: Whee! To be fair, though, it's a very good swan impression. <laughs> completely accurate by all swans that i've seen a goose <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he runs down the street kate like sticks her head out the window and she's like holy shit
1: and then we pan over and we see screech lurking on a ledge i'm like who's a lurky boy <laughs> who's a lurky lurky ledge boy you are he's a ledge lizard ah <laughs> <laughs> He's a ledge heartworm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> righty. <laughs> Cut back to Cordy's apartment. Oh, man.
0: Her place is gross. Yeah, I've had better. I've also had worse. I, I've lived in worse. I've seen your apartment, Rex. I've had bad depressive periods of my Excuses. life. Excuses. Anyway, her place is pretty messy and... Uh, Doyle's giving her shit about it. They ba- they banter back and forth. It's it's good banter. They have pretty good chemistry.
1: I enjoyed it. Well, and he's he's trying to be like, well, no, it just mean that it's it's refreshing because you're not so uptight. And then he steps on a used bowl and spoon and he's like, you're disgusting. Of oatmeal. Oatmeal is yeah. a type of cereal. Sitting on the floor. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's not that bad. Irregardless. I still didn't, like, I thought her walls looked worse than the state of the apartment, really. Yeah. And that's not really her
0: fault. The state of the actual apartment, like, physical state of the apartment was very questionable. It looked like it was in the middle of renovations. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't be renting
1: that out to anybody. But anyway, it was good comedic effect, just with the timing, like, eh, and then it was a non-issue either way. Who really cares? And Angel busts through the door all like, oh, yeah. No, he doesn't. Right after Cordy has to be reminded
0: of the vampire invite rule, I call bullshit. Oh, it's that that same thing of like, well, we got to explain this to newcomers. Yeah. But I did like her line where she's like, you promise you'll stay good? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so
1: Angel finally gets in and we get past all the bullshit and he tells them what's going on, basically
0: everything that just happened to him. And so they run off looking for the dude. Angel also gets a little bit of a jab in on the mess of the place, too. I didn't get his line, but her rep- her reply is, hey, it was supposed to go home, hotel, hotel, husband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like, my God, you actually live here or something? Yeah. I mean, obviously not so pointedly, but in his angel way. Yes. So they run off to look for Heartworm Dude, and he's positive that he'll be out there because that's what lonely people do. I don't know. They're kind of stretching on the duality tie-in yeah because they're it's like sad lonely people looking for connection demon symbiont looking for that one body it can live in indiscernible difference i take it back because what could possibly resemble a serial monogamous lifestyle more than shoving your head eight miles up someone else's ass and then living out the same mistakes over and over and over again until they die of your abusive mishandling never mind i'm totally on board with this
0: uh, that is actually shockingly
1: accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's this episode in a nutshell. And words to live by. You're welcome. If I had another beer to open, God, I sure would. I'll drink to that. Glug, glug. Oh, barkeep, I dare say these drinks are far too strong. Keep them coming. So we get this montage of uh, Screech being a predator. Yep. Kate looking for Angel.
0: Yeah, and inve- actually illegally searches his office. Yeah, I don't home. think she was
1: looking for him so much as looking for evidence that he's a serial killer. Right. And but what like I mean she wasn't wrong. He is a serial killer. Yes. He's just better now. <laughs> he's just not he got the, better. Not the serial <laughs> got better. He's just
0: not the serial killer she's looking for. Right. Angel hunts, and then... uh, Hunts? Hunt. As in, is on the hunt. Yes, okay. Uh, And then we actually get a little clip of Kate opening his fridge, and... Thankfully, it doesn't have any blood in it right now. Yeah, that would have been an issue. <laughs> that would have raised some red
1: flags, I think. Oh, cheez-its, that would have been bad. Yeah. Yeah, I can't explain that one away right away, can you? No. I mean, the only saving point would be that it would be pig's blood. <laughs> yeah, he could be like, I have hemophilia. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I, I self-blood transfuse constantly. Yeah, yep, and then it... The montage ends with showing us that the demon has hopped into another body, and now it'll just never find him. You know, for at least another five or ten minutes. Yeah.
1: A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire. So over in uh, Cordelia's place, uh, Cordelia and Doyle are passed out on each other on the couch, which is adorable. <laughs> they were in research mode because there's books everywhere. Those dirty buggers <laughs> reading about sex and demons and whatnot. Yeah, so <laughs> they found a name for the demon. You you channeled Spike there a little bit. No, it was uh, it was more. Simon from uh, Well, you know my name is Simon, and I love to do drawings. Oh God! <laughs> Mike Myers' character from SNL. Yeah, yeah, it's totally a buggers
0: Doyle and Cordy are explaining about the demon that they found, yep. which I didn't actually get the demon's name. I, I forgot to write that down.
1: All we know is they found a name for it. It's old and it doesn't like fire.
0: Yeah, and they describe what it does to the body. Cordy describes it as making the body go gerpluie. Yeah. Doyle says, yeah, curdles like cream on a hot day. And Cordy replies with, I covered that with non-dairy gerpluie. But yeah, it's gross. That's all that matters. That's what's important. Gross.
1: Yeah, I forget what the name was also. Who really cares? Yeah. So Angel... It's a heartworm. It's a heartworm, exactly. Angel picks up the phone and he calls Kate... Lockley is her last name,
0: by the way. Yeah, and he fucking has her number at the station. I mean, how he can look up a random Sharon
1: in like five seconds. He
0: had a first and last name, though. He didn't have her last name. Yeah,
1: but he knows she's a police officer and local. That sounds way easier
0: to look up in L.A. How many precincts are there in L.A.? He's a really good P.I. (laughs) Turns out. So, he
1: convinces her to meet with him, and she's still not convinced that he's not the serial killer. All right, whatever. So Angel's yeah. like, "Look, I don't care if you come armed, wired, and covered by sharpshooters. Do whatever you need to do to feel secure." Yes, yes, yes. Anything to add to that?
0: No. All right. That's pretty much all there is. Back, We're back to-, to the bar. D'Oblique. Yeah, It's just not the same. Shut up. Let me have it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Obviously, we'll probably never be back at this particular bar. Yeah. we need to find whatever bar Lauren is at. Oh,
0: yeah. That'll be the new bronze. Yeah. You're right. I forgot about I don't, that. I don't know what the name of the bar is. I don't probably know. Probably like Lauren's place or something. I, f- I also forget, I mean. um, But yeah, Kate asks the all-seeing, all-knowing bartender <laughs> to keep a lookout for Angel. And some lounge
1: lizard asshole moseys up and gives her the, I really hate this place, don't you,
0: lion? Like from from ten feet away, he says it, and like hey, I really hate this place, don't you? Like it's like walking down the street,
1: and somebody's like, "Excuse me, sir." Yeah. Hey, can I have a dollar? And they're like all the
0: way down the street, and surprised that I'm not responding. And like he says it, and he takes a step and a half to the chair and sits down. Yeah. Like that is that is way too far away to say anything in a fucking bar
1: oh my god this whole episode <laughs> i meant to say something about that earlier i was like wait they're having a nice normal conversation in this kind of an atmosphere yeah nope. no way nope not how that works maybe i just have too much earwax i've been meaning to get that checked out but still so no
0: it it's a it's a fucking dance club for Christ's
1: sake. yeah exactly so the bartender rushes back in And I'm like, no, he's the killer, the dude at the table. Bartender, go away. You're fucking it up. And he he leads her away. Because he says angels in the back. It looks like he's about to rabbit. What's he doing? Oh, he's just hanging out in the back alleyway. Come with me. Lures her into the back room and then knocks her the fuck out. (laughs) Gasp! It's a double cross! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. And he uh, rips off her shirt from the back and moves in to go all body snatchers on her. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to have, like, an intimate moment before he could do this. <laughs> apparently not. Guess not. I mean, he probably went in back and tugged one out real <laughs> quick. <laughs> Just to get the juices flowing. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. <laughs> what? I don't see what the difference is. <laughs>
1: <coughs> and then we get the longest dark screen commercialless transition ever. Right. It was so weird. Maybe it's just on Hulu. Okay. No, it was on mine too. Oh, okay. And I didn't I had don't have it on Hulu. But anyway, obviously it wasn't an artistic choice. I think it was just an editing snafu. Right. When they released it to DVD or whatever cuz it was just way too long of, uh, like, they cut out, they did a fade to black for the commercials, and just completely, like, it was <laughs> like just, an eight-second pause. Yeah, it was uh, it was long. Like, good lord, guys. I I
0: thought it froze or something. And then we cut to Angel Saving the Day. Weird. And then we get a fight. <laughs> drink
1: it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink fight, hey! Even though it's just ice water. Yeah. But... That's her usual is ice water. How did the bartender not know that she was a cop if she's always ordering ice water? I'd be like, hey, are you somebody's DD? Because you got to buy something or get the and fuck like, out. Why
0: would she out herself as a cop
1: to him? Right? Yeah, totally. Just, no re- there was no reason for that. There really wasn't. Other than that, it was the epi- end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they fight
0: and Angel makes a really bad sex joke. Uh, I didn't catch that. I'm all about bad jokes, or is it an unfortunate joke? I mean both. It
1: was worth me writing down. so he's uh, he's fighting the bartender and he says, so as he's fighting this guy, he says he says something so so I don't have an accurate transcription of the first half of this line, but it was something to the effect of it really sucks being the guy, doesn't it? If you don't get to finish, you just come apart at the seams. Oof. It was a joke on him being a guy now instead of yeah. being a girl. Or or no, it was because he walked in on him like hovering over the girl and he interrupted his yeah. "quote unquote sex act with her." Yeah, I I said it was a really bad sex joke. It is a very bad
0: sex joke. <laughs> it was part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. But fight happens and then heartworm dude ends up managing to throw angel and kate into the basement he uses kate to put to knock angel into the basement which i think is hilarious Hmm. they tumble down the stairs they're locked in and the bartender he's super beat up he's got a big gash and a flappy of skin going on on his forehead Well, i mean if he got hit with a keg Right? You'd have a flappy skin, too. And a hole in his chest,
1: and he's bloodied, and he... Which didn't make any sense to me, because I thought that heartworm could just come in and out and heal right up.
0: Well, the body's falling apart. Yeah. That's why he needs a new body. Yeah. And so he goes out, and that trooper, man, he just gets right back on that horse. (laughs) (laughs) And he just starts hitting on anything with two legs. Yep. Covered
1: in blood. He's got a flappy forehead skin cut back to angel and kate downstairs who are still they're taking way too long to recover from that very sexy tumble down the stairs they're just like oh i fell on top of you oh i fell again (laughs) oh it was like they were playing twister down there man
0: it really was
1: quick grab a bottle and spin it (laughs) and so angel's plan to escape the basement was the windows.
0: We're going out that window. And he pulls out a fucking grappling gun. Where the fuck did he get a grappling gun? Who are you? It's Well, they obviously want him to
1: pretty much be Batman.
0: Oh, yeah. He's very Batman.
1: Now, did those windows not look like it was daytime outside to you? I don't think it was daytime outside. I know it wasn't. Technically, daytime outside, but through those windows, it looked daytime. Maybe they just went up into like the back room or something. I, don't I think know.
0: they looked like they were like uh, smoked glass or something like that, or like uh, frosted glass. Okay, maybe because it looked
1: like there was daylight coming in through them, and I was like, it "That's the been. dumbest they, idea."
0: They do that kind of shit all the time.
1: Yeah, it could have been a weird shooting schedule thing. Because yeah. if they're doing an interior shot, they
0: don't usually need to worry about the time of day. Yeah. But yeah, he shoots his little grappling hook thing up to one of the rafter beams and it breaks immediately, the rafter, not his grappling gun. Yeah. Well, why not both? Why not? And then Kate decides, oh, I'm going to pull my gun out and shoot the fucking lock and that gets us out of the basement. Why didn't you do that in the first place? Well, Angel had an idea and he went with it. Yeah, but they were banging on the door before
1: that. Oh, were they? I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't she do that before then? Jeez. Also angel's got fucking vampire strength he totally could have just kicked in the door yeah come on yeah doors really aren't that difficult to kick in no like they'll stop people who aren't kicking in the door
0: the only way i don't know this from experience i've, I've never kicked in any doors but... the only way he couldn't have kicked that door in is if it was a fire door and i doubt it was which those are reinforced steel yeah but no it, it didn't look like a fire door
1: So back outside, the bartender Mm -hmm. continues to aggressively hit on women as his face is just falling apart. Yeah, he's just getting worse and worse. So he says, fuck it. And he just grabs a woman and drags her into the back alley. And I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't do that sooner. But here we
0: are. Yeah. This actually makes me wonder, does he have to go from male to female and female to male? I really doubt that he has to. I think that's just his MO. It's, you know, demons heterosexual. (laughs) that's interesting depending
1: on which body he's in it has to be the opposite sex yeah i think that's just
0: i don't know an easier way for him to go i was actually really confused at the very beginning before we learned that it was somebody who was switching bodies yeah uh because when they were researching they had discovered that there was a, a missing woman and A dead guy yep and so that was like really odd to me Mm -hmm. if it's like a sex demon thing killing people and i'm like oh wow it's gonna be a a bisexual sex demon (laughs) that would have been progressive yeah but no it was all cis hetero
1: yeah yeah what are you gonna do but yeah we get a fight in the alley that's okay (laughs) it's all right i started paying attention once the bartender caught on fire and started going, <laughs> and making unearthly squealing screeching
0: noises. It was, That's why his name was Screech. It was very reminiscent of the noise made by the alien in... Uh, alien? no fuck <laughs> it reminded me of t-1000
1: in terminator 2 yeah he and squeals it, a bit too yeah in the end when he's all in like 18 pieces and, <laughs> and it falls into the molten
0: metal yeah yeah but yeah he catches on fire and then kate shoots his ass yeah fairly certain that's not protocol
1: for a police officer but we all know how bound police officers are to protocol
0: these days. Yeah. <laughs> so in the aftermath, Kate and Angel kind of make up. She decides that the bartender was the serial killer this whole time because he had connections to all the victims. All along. Which, you know, that actually is like good logic if you don't know about like weird supernatural shit.
1: Yeah. It uh, it, it adds up enough yeah. for her to fill out that police report Exactly. And go home without them being like, what the fuck now?
0: What'd you say? Yeah. And Angel gives her a business card for Lobster Investigations. <laughs> what what is this? A lobster? <laughs>
1: she comes clean about searching his apartment illegally. Did you say that already? Yep.
0: Oh, well. I I said it that I said she had searched it illegally, but she comes clean this time.
1: Kate comes clean about having searched his apartment illegally. And he's like, well, why are you telling me then? And she's like, well, I think we should make a fresh start of this. I think we got off on the wrong foot. And I'm like, yeah. They have like three fresh starts this episode. <laughs> they do. You're right. And uh, none
0: of them ended in pterodactyl abductions. Yeah. God know, damn it. I mean, maybe there's just not enough pterodactyls to go around in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine they're all fairly booked. A dialodactyl? <laughs> hey, yeah, I need to I need to get this woman out of my life. So just, you know, she'll be here at this time. Just pick her on up. <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Okay,
0: okay. Okay.
1: Right. <laughs> okay bye. <laughs> <laughs> so touchy. <God. laughs> Isolodactyl. Fuck you. <laughs> what's, what's the pterodactyl cab service then? Dactylaxy? Dactylaxy? Terataxy. D- Pter- D- Pter-
0: I like Dactylaxi more. It's definitely more catchy. Yeah, it yeah. rolls off the tongue better. So. <laughs>
1: I really want to see that damn business card. What is yeah. this, a lobster? <laughs> no, it's a pterodactyl, goddamn. <laughs> so Angel broods off into the night, presumably because he's preoccupied with the thought of needing a better
0: graphic artist. Yeah. Most likely. Or how he's going to have to change his name to Lobster Investigations. Lobster Butterfly Owl Investigations. <laughs> Pterodactyl. So we close out the entire episode with a scene where Angel is awkwardly trying to invite Cordy and Doyle out to the bar. They've been hard at work. They need some time off. They should get some R&R. And Angel is visibly relieved as they cordially decline. And Doyle says something along the lines of, you can just brood in the dark. And he's like, God, yes.
1: God please <laughs> thank you <laughs> as he sits there brooding in the dark. they even turned huh? out the lights for him. Yeah. how kind. It was very considerate of them.
0: And it was kind of nice we had some really good bookends here because we ended and opened pretty much on the same shot. Full circle. yeah gur arg. gur arg is this for me I must be ready. I need my strength strength. Nights, I shall give walk me, give, 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 give. Hold on, you've got something here. How'd you feel about this episode, Rex? I liked parts of it. <laughs> I pretty much hated ninety percent of what was in the bar. Yeah. Other than that, I liked it. I liked Kate. I love Kate. Kate. Kate's fantastic. I fucking love Kate. I loved the banter with Doyle and Cordy. They have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember Kate before watching this again, and by about halfway through the episode, I'm like, oh, "Okay, she's reoccurring." Yes, she is. Because I'm like, "Man, that actor—that actor looks familiar." <laughs> and like, I even looked up her fucking filmography. I'm like, "I—I I have not seen anything she's really been in. Why does she look so familiar?" And then I continued watching the episode, and I'm like. Oh, she's reoccurring in this. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering her from this show. Yeah. But no, I think they're doing a really good job
1: just starting with a very small starter kit of the Angel team and, you know, just having... It's it's the number two adventure. This episode clearly suffers a little bit from second episode-itis. Yeah. Every second episode of every season is just a little...
0: Blah. Well, it's very much uh we really don't actually know what we have here yet. It's like, it's in that awkward growing
1: phase. It's a it's not only a brand new season, it's a brand new show.
0: Right. And I think a big part was is this episode had a lot of tonality and flow, like what you see in Buffy. Yeah. And this is not Buffy. But that's the other thing, is it's not brand
1: new characters. Right. They're they're still riding the
0: coattails of Buffy. So, yeah. They, no, ju- I- they just hadn't found their footing yet. That's really what it comes down to. They haven't found their footing yet, but it's getting there. They had a
1: Monster of the Week, and they used it to introduce a new character, and they fleshed out just baby steps... Of character development for Angel, Doyle, Cordelia, and introduce Kate. And I I mean, it it served its purpose. It was a fun episode. It wasn't amazing. I didn't
0: think it was awful. I I liked it. I liked it a little less than you, I think. But yeah, it was all right. I think we're about on the same page. So what's your quote of the day?
1: All right. My quote of the day is kind of a toss up here. So I guess I'm going to have to say my quote of the day is uh, Doyle's line. But I'll give you the lead up to it. Angel says, how do you pick up computer skills? Cordy says, downloading pictures of naked women. Doyle says, well, that's more or less accurate. (laughs) Really
0: good delivery.
1: I I really enjoyed it. I would have to say that my uh, honorable mention here was another Doyle line. I fucking love Doyle. He's a gem. He is a gem. I also really liked his line where he's like, well, you need to chat people up a little more casual-like. You know, hi, what's your name? How's life treating you? What's that you say? Minions from hell getting you down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, he's got a lot of good lines. Again, great delivery. He's a
0: fantastic actor, and he was taken from us too soon. I'm So I'm going to give my quote of the day and an honorable mention as well, just because you did it. Need some symmetry. Why not? Um, My quote of the day is actually one that I accidentally missed saying during the recap. After they're at the bar, Cordy and Doyle are chatting, uh, and Cordy's talking about how she doesn't get Doyle. She's like, what's up with the seeing visions? And Doyle's like, it's a gift. The higher powers, or whatever. And Cordy says, well, if that was my gift, I'd return it. Mm-hmm. it's such a classic Cordy line. It's a really good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my honorable mention is the veterinarian line, just on the delivery. Oh,
1: that's your honorable mention? Yeah. Okay. I
0: thought that would have been your your number one. I I really wanted... There was some good Cordy moments, and I really wanted to embrace the Cordy this episode. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the honorable mention is, well, basically I'm... I help... I'm a veterinarian. (laughs) That was a fun one. Yeah.
1: As we established earlier this episode. Well, based on Rex's notebook slam, I think it's time to call it. This has been another episode of Ale with Angel, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Please, please, please review us on iTunes. We'll totally read it. I'll even read it in a silly voice if you want me to. (laughs) We have merchandise. If you'd like to buy some of that merchandise... We have t shirts, stickers, and hoodies, and uh, something else, probably a mug. a mug. We have a mug. Yes, just go to store.bearwithbuffy.com. If you'd like to support us financially and not have cool things that you can have and just give us your money, you can go to patreon.bearwithbuffy.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. We also get texts at that phone number. By the way, if you're an international caller, if you have Google Voice, you can call or text that number for free because it is also Google Voice. And a big thank you to JJ Treadway for all of our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a broody night.
0: God (laughs) damn
1: it, (laughs) Rex! Don't you know how broody it makes me when you steal my lines?
0: Hey, I have to say it at least once. (laughs) God (laughs) damn it, Rex! Enslave yourself to this cult. You don't like the color?
1: You have a sacred birthright. We've chosen to destroy vampires, not
0: to, to wave pom poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? So you are the flare. Go ahead. Hmm. Me. I'm a watcher. I have the skill. Oh come on. By
1: appealing, by appealing to your common sense, common sense, common sense. Oh.
0: It was a bit um, British, wasn't
1: it? We.
0: Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>